So hello, everybody. Welcome back to, uh, well, we're not in the fun shack again. We're in the, uh, the uh, neutral location, the neutral zone. Uh, so the ambience might be a little bit different again, but I'm sure you'll, you'll cope. You're all, uh, you're all big boys and girls and non-binary people as well. We, we don't discriminate here. Um, this is Junior Funners. You're listening to uh, Junior Funners. I'm one of your hosts, Ollie Munster. And that there is the other one of the hosts, Lawrence Yates. Hi. Hello. And uh, we're here to talk to you about football mm. and a bunch of other crap. But firstly, we're here to talk to you about football. The season's back. We've got the first round of games out of the way. Um, very exhilarating weekend. Also, uh, we've got to talk about the uh, end of the transfer window. And uh, I guess I, I need to apologize. <laughs> um, so let's, uh, let's, let's get this uh, show on the road with Arsenal News. Okay, so when we recorded last, we were uh, about 24 hours away from the deadline of uh, the transfer window. Um, and news had just come hot off the wire that uh, David Luiz apparently wanted to move to Arsenal. And uh, if you listen to last week's episode, you can hear the sort of dismissive uh, disdain in my voice when I say no way. And that's, I just want to clarify, that wasn't me... Um, being dismissive of David Luiz, uh, I I think he's you know I think he, he balances out to be a pretty good player. Uh, it was more that that seemed like a an insane rumor that had no basis in reality, as a lot of those sort of you know eleventh hour transfer stories tend to be. It's always like a a shock bid or a you know so and so swooping in for this player um that just seemed to be like out of nowhere and a load of bollocks made up by some newspaper and then it turns out it wasn't and i guess we're we're pretty happy that uh, it turned out to be to be true right i mean we're we're yeah. pro louise here yeah well you know i'm i'm i consider myself more um kind of uh skeptical of him defensively but mm. um on the ball he's all, he's you know got a good passing yeah but um defensively he can uh you know, lack concentration and so it'll fit right in at Arsenal yeah. is, is what you say. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, he's he's better than what's currently there. I would say, yeah, um, and he does bring some experience because there is there's a lot of young players in that defence. Um, so I'm I'm hopeful. Um, I'm I'm being positive about it. Um, unlike Lawrence, who's being a bit of a negative Nancy. Yeah, well, you know. He's a Chelsea player, so there were a lot of uh, Chelsea fans. I don't know whether it was just a coping mechanism, but um, they were like, oh, he's going to go to um, to Arsenal and he's going to be like a fifth column. You know, he's going to he's going to he's going to go in and, uh, you know, like literally he's going to like uh, score into his own goal, you know, just like a like some sort of like sleeper. Agent yeah, he's going to be like a sleeper. Agent, yeah. That. <laughs> Fucking, uh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I'm assuming that's uh, that's banter, and nobody, well, nobody actually thinks that. Um, no, but it was one thing I I saw. 
Yeah. Because um, that's what I do. I do nothing but see what people who don't like my club say. <laughs> like, uh, like uh, what's his name from Marvel? The uh, Watu the Watcher, the, the guy that just sees everything. That's, yeah. that's you, but with, uh, with like football banter. Yeah, I've, I know. Mm. So that's uh, got to know so, what the enemy's saying. You know, you got to know. What yeah, you keep your ear to the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah doing uh, do, uh, what do they call it? Uh, oppo, oppo research. Just general spying. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking like in politics, it's yeah, like opposition. Re- There's like a proper name for it, like opposition research, just but it's, yeah. infiltrate. <laughs> infiltrate. I just went into a a pub with a Chelsea shirt on and just like yeah. How do you do? <laughs> yes. Howdy, fellow Chelsea fans. So, uh, what do you think of... That big Frank. That, that Frank Lampard. Yeah. yeah. Gore. I would. Gore. Yeah. You what, mate? Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that didn't go so well. Uh, yeah, so, that I, well, as far as while we're on the, the subject of uh, the, the transfers, um, deadline day turned out to be pretty... There was a lot of... Um, a lot of business done on tra- on deadline day. It seemed like more than there has been in the last few years. Yeah. Um, so we finally finally locked down the uh, Kieran Tierney deal, mm-hmm. um, which is good. He's a bit of a way off being fit, apparently. Um, they reckon like early October, but we've got him. We got him. Yep. Um, that's probably the one I wanted the, the most. Yeah, that was the why. one I was most anxious about getting over the line. Definitely. Just like he he's I think he's been one one player we've been rumored to be signing for couple of years now and you know it's finally happened seems yeah. to be the arsenal way doesn't yeah. it like they, they'll will be linked to a player for two or three years before they actually mm. like sign the deal because uh, i remember like Yang was another one like he was rumored to not just with arsenal but he was rumored to be coming to the premiership for like like even three or four seasons before he finally yeah. did like i think he was he was linked to united and city i think even tottenham at one point um Probably West Ham, yeah, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then yeah, eventually, um, yeah, he pops up at Arsenal, yeah, um, but yeah, um, and then um, it wasn't you know it wasn't all uh, new faces in. Um, Eddie and Ketia went out on loan, which I think was another another thing I got wrong um, towards the end of last week's episode. I think you mentioned there was the possibility of him yeah going out on loan to Leeds, and I was uh, I was quite. Um, Again, sort of dismissive of that because he did. He did seem to be kind of more part of the setup last yeah. season under Emery. So he, he might be one of those that get, ends up getting recalled. Mm, um, I hope so. If yeah. we end up getting you know injuries or whatever, they might recall him from his loan. But he's off to Leeds, and uh, and we we lost we lost Alex Iwobi, mm. which that was yeah. a real surprise. I didn't see that coming at all because um, Everton would just just seem to be. Well, uh, they wanted uh, Zaha. Yeah. That didn't go through. And I think that was probably a last ditch. Yeah. Got to get someone in who's a winger. I remember watching Sky Sports News and it was like, the, yeah, we, we're getting reports of a, a deal for, or a, a, a bid for Alex Roby. And I was like, yeah, good luck. That's all it is, a bid. Mm. Um, yeah. And then later that evening, he's, he's off for whatever it was, 35 million. Um, all, this, all these transfers come at a price. Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> you can't keep them all. Like we still got uh, one or two who should have gone but didn't. But um, yeah, yeah. Hopefully in January or next summer. Hopefully, but was... well, you know, the European window's still uh, oh, yeah, yeah. open, isn't it? So you know, mm. could still send yeah. uh, 
you know, Ozil back to Madrid or whatever. I don't know. Well, well I mean, PSG are apparently in talks to sell Neymar, aren't they? So yeah, that, maybe PSG he was for absent. A replacement. Yeah, he was uh, absent for their game on on the weekend. So and mm. uh, Mbappe filled his space and uh, got two goals and an assist, I think, or one goal and an assist. Mm. So I think they'll be all right without yeah, Neymar. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, basically he's either going, well, it seems to be either Madrid or I think Barcelona are now holding talks. Mm. I'm sure that'll go well. So does it seem like, if it does go to Barcelona, I always thought maybe Coutinho would be going the other way, possibly. Yeah, that was, uh, that was another sort of deadline day thing where that seemed to be, you know, he was going to Spurs and then he wasn't. Um, Mm. And yeah. I think he's got, he's got that agent who, um, before QPR brought in players like uh, Julio Cesar, I think that was he had the same agent. I think this the guy who is his agent is kind of like that, kind of like move players on from club to club at some at certain stage. Yeah, don't, they don't hang around. Yeah, got to keep those fees coming in. Got to keep that ten percent coming in. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, and then I think that's yeah. As far as our, I think we sort of covered everything else as far as Arsenal's transfer business mm. is concerned. That we talked about Pepe and Ceballos. Um, oh, he he didn't score three goals when he came on for twenty minutes on the weekend. So clearly uh, a flop. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, yeah. Everyone was sort of saying like yeah, didn't really make an impact um, coming on for twenty minutes uh, in the pissing rain yeah. in Newcastle. Having just come back from the African Cup mm. of Nations, so ooh. yeah, not looking good. Yikes, w- wasting yikes, money. Man. Arsenal board shambles. Yep, yep. Cronk, Cronker out. Cronker um, out. I had enough. Yeah, Emery out. Edu out. Get get rid of them all. Um, bring in Jose. Jose yeah, knows yeah, what yeah, he's yeah. doing. He knows how to win trophies. Oh, he's he's on he's on Sky now. He's a pundit on Sky. He is. Uh, God, yeah, he thinks he's the blooming most alpha guy there. And there's people in the comments on the on the Sky Sports channel, like you know, when Mourinho talks, people listen. Like, yeah, it's, no, because he talks do. very slowly with lots of weird pauses yeah. because he thinks that he's fucking Eric Cantona or something. Like, he, yeah, he's, uh, just, he's he, just so fucking miserable. Like, he, he just comes off as so depressed yeah. and sad. He he threw shade. He um, they asked him, "Who do you think's gonna uh, gonna?" Uh, make the top four, and he said, "He said, he said, Liverpool, Man City, Tottenham, and the Man City B team." Oh, what a throw shade at wow. uh, Chelsea and Man United and wow. Arsenal! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Whoa. Epic, epic clapback what a, from. What a, he's always got something. He's always the, got a quote. Uh, the master of failure. Yeah, um, yeah. So that, yeah. Um, and then, well, yeah, I guess the other big piece of Arsenal news is that that opening match, um, you know, an away win hmm. and a clean sheet, one nil at Newcastle. Not as spectacular as uh, some of the other matches for like the, no. the big, big six clubs um, at the weekend. But given that we had to wait until what was it April to keep a clean sheet away from hmm. home um, last season, and uh, I think we, uh, what do we we lost something like. 10 or 11 of our last away matches uh, yeah. in the last season. So starting with an away win and a clean sheet, that's, that's, I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, mm. You know, there'll be, there'll be more to come. And we were playing without um, 
some. I mean, well, our defense was pretty makeshift. We didn't have we didn't have Kalasanac because uh, no. him and Özil didn't travel. Uh, following a separate incident to the attempted carjacking, which is clearly, I don't know, Özil's like clearly wronged some sort of mob boss or something. Yeah. Someone's someone's after him. Um, but yeah, apparently there's, there's some uh, some people got into an altercation with the security outside of his house. Um, again, you know, I don't know if it was just some drunk Spurs fan um, or if it was something something to do with his political affiliation. I know he's uh, he's mates with the Turkish president or prime minister. Yeah. I don't know enough about it, but I think he's probably both at this point. Yeah, um, he's, yeah. People find that problematic. Again, I don't I don't really know anything about it because I'm a big dumb idiot. Um, yeah, but yeah, Özil uh, seems to be. Uh, in the crosshairs, uh, both literally and figuratively at the moment. Um, speaking of being in the crosshairs, literally and figuratively, um, RIP to a real one, Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm drinking, you know, drinking my Fosters today, but I'm in, my, in my heart, I'm pouring one out. Um, yeah. Check on your friends, guys. Check on your friends. They need you. Um, uh, I heard that he was stampeded to death by... 30 to 50 feral hogs. Oh. <laughs> um, oh. Oh, anyway, um, football. Yeah. Um, I, and I, the goal was, was very, you know, is probably the only moment of quality in the yeah, match, really. Just, it, was a, it was a very scrappy, um, yeah. Just a... Uh, <clears throat> it was a good um, interception from uh, Maitland Niles. Good yeah, reading of the, of the pass. Yeah. And uh, put in Aubameyang, and uh, he just had a one-on-one with a keeper and uh, put it in the goal. Yay. Great touch goal. to bring great, it under control. control. And then, yeah, yeah, fantastic finish. And yeah, Maitland Niles had a really good match. Um, I'm hoping that he yeah. stays fit um, because a lot of Arsenal defenders that start playing well tend not to stay fit. So, mm. um, yeah, that looks good. Um, wasn't um it was just sort of um a typical kind of Arsenal away game against like a, a Steve Bruce team where you know what you're gonna get with the Steve Bruce team long balls big centre forward. The, yeah, I think Arsenal maybe got a little bit fortuitous yeah. with certain bounces of the ball. Yeah. Um, when when Newcastle were attacking, but like I said, you know there was one the one moment of quality resulted in. The guy, because I think both teams had like three shots on target the entire mm-hmm. game, which is not really, you know, kind of tells you all you need to know. You know, it's not a not particularly entertaining encounter. Yeah. But um. But yeah, I think Arsenal, Arsenal were worth were worth the three points. Because uh, I always I was just worried that it's always the way that despite um Newcastle having problems off the field, did this opening game season, you know, you you always think oh they're gonna win like three 0 or something. <laughs> They always seem to do that at the end of the season, don't they? Like yeah. they always the like the the last game of the season for like the last few years has tend like it, it's tended to have some sort of like crazy drama around it. Like remember mm-hmm. when like um, Arsenal ended up finishing third because of the goal difference because they Newcastle beat Spurs like five one or something. Yeah, like Newcastle, like the, yeah, and I think they were already relegated at that point, weren't they? And it was mm-hmm. like yeah, Tottenham. Tottenham could have just like you know seen out the game nil nil and would have like finished third and that would have been it. But because they lost so heavily, it affected their goal difference and it meant yeah. Arsenal went ahead of them. Um, so yeah, 
but yeah, start of the season. I mean, it's start of the season is always kind of a, a match. Like, like Brighton had a, a crazy yeah. first match, you know, like thrashing uh, Watford at Vicarage Road. Like that was, the, yeah, that that. I mean, yeah, I was I was surprised by that because I had Tottenham down as uh, not Tottenham Brighton. I had Brighton down as you know, like pretty much dead certs to be relegated. Well, you know, it's only in the uh, first uh, weekend of the season. You know, it's always. There's always uh, one team that does sort of mo- relatively well for like, I don't know, 10 games and then gradually they just lose their form. And It's true. They got, a, they got the new manager bump as well yeah. at the moment. Graham Potter, who yeah. was at Ostersons in Sweden, yes. I think. Yeah, so he, did, he brought them from like lower leagues in Sweden up to... Um, they know, the Europa League. Yeah, into the Europa League. And uh, yeah. It's nice to see another English manager uh, getting a getting a chance. Good yeah. for the good for the English game. We're yada, not just, yada, yada. Yeah, we're not just stuck with the merry-go-round yeah. of those same British man. You know, of fucking Allardyce, Pardew, yeah. Mark Hughes, and yeah, uh, David Moyes, Neil Warnock, yeah. yeah, yeah, just Northern, no nonsense, long ball football, yeah, pie in gravy yeah. drinking, fucking. <laughs> Big coat having motherfuckers, and we can't blame the ref anymore for any offsides or anything because uh, now we've got VAR, and uh, yeah. I think he did pretty well over the weekend. Yeah, they, they were really trying hard on match of the day to like. Ian Wright was trying to like, he he didn't agree that it was offside because it was a shoulder that was offside. He didn't, yeah, he, was uh, I can't I can't have that. It's like, uh, come on, Wright, come on, mm. stop it. It's like it's. Yeah, it's like we're we're dealing now with like, it's like we're dealing now with like science and maths. Like, yeah. it, like you can't like there is no, there isn't like a gray area. Like you yeah. know, we now know for sure if someone's offside, hmm. and that's it. Like that's the technology. Like, like it, you, there's like don't. Yeah, it was um in the Wolves Leicester game. They had Wolves had a goal disallowed because the ball literally you know hit the arm of one of their players. Yeah. at the corner, and the goal was disallowed because of you know. It was it was a handball, yeah, and and they were all like it was never a handball because it wasn't intentional. Like, it's like that's how many... not it's it's not it doesn't matter if it's intentional. And they're like it's killing the killing the game, killing the spirit of the game because yeah, the, the crowd has to pause. Yeah, the crowd has to sit has to sit quietly for yeah. ninety seconds. But they can't shout like it's yeah. like and it's like it's. But like the flip side of that is that like the other fans get to cheer. Like if the goal's disallowed, yeah. the other fans get to cheer and they get a moment to like yeah. whoop it up. So it's like it it doesn't really kill the spirit of the game yeah. or the atmosphere. And those those gaps like where the weight happens are gonna get shorter the more it's used. Like yeah. the only reason those those checks take so long is because it's brand new technology. Mm. Yeah. Like it, it's going to get quicker. Um, so it's, you could you, yeah. they could invent some kind of banter chant whatever can't they, can't they just all go oh <laughs> yeah exactly yeah or just like you know the modern phenomenon now i sound like such an old man but yeah. the modern thing now is to just pipe in fucking sweet caroline by neil diamond before and after every single sporting yeah. event so but they just start you know just start playing that or they you know bring out cliff richard like they used to do at wimbledon um or, you know to entertain the crowd while they're doing it or something like that it's the uh, killing spirit of the game yes the uh it's, yeah, Bad no, ref decisions, costing games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the spirit of the game. Like, 
no wonder Mourinho is hesitant to return to managing now because he has no <laughs> one to blame. He can't he can't win games through dodgy offsides. Exactly, yeah. No wonder he's keeping out. And he can't complain about the referees and any but Although Mourinho's thing was not so much complaining about the referees, it was saying, I can't complain about the yeah. referees because I'll get in trouble. And it's That's, just sort of like it's the, uh, fucking dog whistling. <laughs> like, it's okay, we know you want to complain about the referees now. And we know pretty much exactly what you're complaining about. Or you have like Neil Warnock, who will say, Oh, the referee, I know uh, he's a great lad, but he was an absolute. Uh, see you next Tuesday today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if we were a big club, we would have had that decision. And, no, I'm not having uh, a go at the ref, have... but he was—he did a bad job today. Yeah, I'm not having a go at him. He's but a he was rubbish. Lad. And he's yeah, he's a lovely lad, and he's got—he's got very kind eyes, and uh, I'd lo- I'd love I'd like to hug and kiss him, but uh, he really fucked us over today, <laughs> and uh, and uh, that's why that's why we lost four one. Um, it's always like it, it's in those matches. It's always like if we were a big club, we would have got that decision our way. Yeah. And uh, we wouldn't have lost, you know, we would have only lost 2-1 instead of 4-1 or something like that. Like, it's just always the most, like, bullshit fucking him, excuse. Him standing there with his arms on his hips, uh, hands on his hips and shaking yeah. his head at the ref. That was great. That was great. He's the, I, great there's, moments. There's that, um, I, th- I can't remember if I've mentioned this before, but yeah, the, the anagram of his name, obviously, yeah. Colin Wanker. Um, and because I hear people refer to him as Colin for ages and didn't realize why, and it's yeah, and it's just sort of like, yeah, that guy is that's a hundred percent Colin Wanker. Like that's and there was um the one where when Wolves and Cardiff were in before they got promoted, and I think uh, Wolves and Cardiff played one each other, and, and Wolves had won, and uh, it was caught on the uh, on TV cameras. We knew Warnock telling the uh, what's his name. Uh, Esperanto, Nuno. Nuno Esperanto. Yeah, Wolves, Esperito, uh, yeah. yeah. Fuck off! Because <laughs> he was like, "No, I'm not shaking your hand. Fuck off!" <laughs> Something like that. Oh man, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Uh, Actually, yeah. The, um, Neil Warnock being 100% Colin Wanker does remind me of like, you know, if you if if you ask someone to draw a picture or someone that's never seen Harry Maguire before, if you ask them to draw what they thought someone named Harry Maguire would look like, they would draw an exact perfect portrait of Harry Maguire. I've never seen anyone look more like their name. Uh, they're going to, um, you know, oh man, I, I got a, we've got to have a retraction corner. Uh, mm. Yeah, we're going to steal that feature. You know, yeah. they're going to win the league now, you know, that. That Harry Maguire, yeah. he's really short. Yeah. Uh, oh man, shit! Like Man United are gonna um, blitz this league four 0 over Chelsea. You know? Yeah, they won. Yeah, won the first uh, first match of the season at home, uh, having spent 120 million pounds versus Chelsea's being uh, banned nothing. From- <laughs> um, with uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I watched that match and um, it did. The scoreline does like flatter mm. United insanely. Um, I think because they they got two of their goals within like thirty seconds of yeah. each other. Um, but it it yeah. I will. I mean, I will say Maguire and Juan Bissaka did both look good. Um, I don't know. You know, over over compared a season, to the other Man United players. Yeah, it's not. It's not hard, especially their defenders. Um, yeah. But yeah, over the over the season, we'll see how they get on. But. Um, yeah, they did. They did both look pretty good. Um, but yeah, I think four uh, 0 was definitely harsh on on Chelsea. 
I think that's um, going to be how United play. It's funny now, they're going to play more like a Mourinho team under Solskjaer than they did under Mourinho, where they're just going to yeah. be a counter-attack, sit deep counter-attack, because they got so much pace with Rashford and Martial up front now. Yeah, Pogba actually seemed uh, to give a shit as well. Yeah. Um, again, uh, you know, over a season, don't know how long that's going to last, but yeah. But, but towards uh, when September comes and Madrid still haven't called. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's going to be... I mean, like the Green Day guy, wake me up when September ends. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then he probably won't wait. He'll just he'll just stay in bed because uh, he doesn't want to play for United anymore. Um, yeah. Um, what else happened this weekend in terms of the football? I just wonder if there's anything big we've missed. Uh, well, um, ooh, man. Uh- well, we should probably prepare this stuff, huh? The Liverpool Bournemouth game. I don't know what else. Were, um, they were pretty. That was oh, I suppose that was just a quick check in with the Bona League because I, oh, I, meant, I meant to do it last week. Um, so Bona League this season, hit us up if you want to. You can still join. Um, just yeah, hit us up if you want the want the code to join Bona League for for this season. So email Junior Funners at, at gmail dot com. Tweet at us at Junior Funners. We'll find us on the Facebook. Um, also, at Junior Funners. Yeah, at Junior Funners. Um, so, yeah, Bona League, it, it, it's quite a, quite a high-scoring weekend for a lot of people. I think, obviously, the, the players that people expected to do well did very, very well. So, like Salah yeah. and Sterling yeah. and even Harry Kane. Harry Kane scoring on the opening day of the season. Fucking hell, who saw that coming? Like... I don't think I don't think anyone in the Bona League actually has Harry Kane in their team because we all just assumed like in every season up to this point he doesn't you know Harry Kane doesn't do shit until yeah. September. But I I was going to put Sellar in and then he was too expensive so I put Marnie in and he didn't start the game. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's just come back from uh yeah. And I'm such gone, a, I'm such a genius. I like to put in like cheap players like Ward Prowse who you know, lose three 0 to Burnley, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm worried that I've kind of gone too far that way with like trying to like be cheeky with the yeah. like the cheap players. Cause, Just about yeah. worked for me, but it, it, yeah, I'm worried that I yeah. I, I have this. I think I've said before that I think I curse players. Mm. Put Glenn Murray in my team, <laughs> and despite Brighton winning three 0 and he didn't score one. Well, he's, uh, yeah, I think I think the sun's slowly starting to set on Glenn Murray. Is it? I mean, he was he now thirty five. Like, I never lose faith. <laughs> he always comes. Murray forever. If I take him out my team, I guarantee you'll get <coughs> you go on a endless scoring run. Yeah. Um, um, so the the current Bona League standings after one week, we got um, we got James Foster on top. But now we have. I, I think this is the original James Foster. This is the one, the one true Foster. Hmm. Um, You'll see what I'm talking about in a minute um, with uh, his team. Now, last season, he had probably the best team name the, uh, in terms of just, you know, pound, uh, pun per pound, you know. Uh, so it was just a bunch of footballers' names, but trying to make a sentence out of it. So he, it was uh, the Keita Maya Hart. Um, this season, he's tried to cram a fourth name in there for uh, Keeper Me Gun. At Sue's, keep me gun at Sue's, um, which is pretty inspired. I mean, it's so tortured and barely kind of makes any sense, but 
hats off to him. Um, so yeah, he's on top, 86 points. Um, and that's largely down to, um, yeah, so he's captained Captain Mo Salah. Um, and he's also got Sterling in the side as well. Yeah. Um, oh, and he's got Divock Origi as well, which is handy because he, you know, he's managed to score. Um, and then we've got uh, second place, we've got Milhouse, which is, uh, that's uh, Tariq's team. That's uh, T. Um, he's on 85 points. Um, again, yeah, he's captained Sterling. You can sort of see the people Just that... Just put Sterling and Salah in your team. Yeah. He'll be uh, One guaranteed 100 points a week. Pretty much, yeah. Um, so he's on 85 points. 80 points in third place. We've got uh, our friend Tom Reeves. Um, his team name, Kalasanax Fists, which is, uh, yeah, if you've seen the video of him um, fighting off the, the carjackers, um, it's, it's pretty fantastic. Um, just barehanded, just chasing off these dudes with knives. It's, it's awesome. Um, yeah, again, Sterling's captain for him. So I think that's, that's the bulk of those points there. Um, fourth place is me. Um, I gave up on it. I always tried to name my teams after sort of teen pop sensations. Um, so last year I was Ari- Ariana Grande. Previous seasons I'd been Demi Lovato, Carly Rae Jepsen. This season um, I kind of got bored with that and just went with the Beatles. Um, <laughs> Because I remember the Beatles. I don't know if yeah. you remember the Beatles, Lawrence, but... Uh, oh, very vaguely. Like, yeah, I mean, everyone... Uh, it, it seems like nobody remembers the Beatles. Um, didn't, didn't one of their members die or something? I like, think... In, like, and they, like, they replaced him with someone? No, I think he... I'm pretty sure he, he, that one of their members killed someone, and then they had to replace him. Wasn't he, like, wasn't Charles Manson in the band? Yeah, yeah, that was it, yeah. He wrote one of their songs or something? Yeah, yeah, all of their songs. He wrote all of... Sergeant Peppers is all uh, written by Charles Manson. Um, in fifth place... Uh, so I, I got 67 points, so there is, there's a bit of a gap um, between... Yeah, me and the the top three there. Um, I captained a Bamiang, um, mm. and that sort of paid off, but not really. But I had, I had Sterling in my team, luckily. Um, we got uh, in fifth place, uh, Jason, Jason Manning, Pul- Pulisicki, uh, Pulisicki. Uh, again, another pun name. He's got sixty three points there, um, and again, Salah is captain. He's also got Rashford there, so it's, yeah, quite a lot of points. Um, Sixth place, the reigning champion, Gary Hill, previous guest. Uh, to date, I believe, the only guest of the podcast. Um, he's got uh, his team name, Mane Feel Like a Woman, uh, which is pretty good. Uh, 57 points for Gary. I'm sure he'll be back on top uh, by the end of next week. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's got a pretty strong team. He's, you know, Captain Salah, he's got Aubameyang, he's got Callum Wilson. Um, so yeah, it won't, it won't take very long before he's... Uh, Back where he belongs as, as king of the hill. Um, we've got uh, seventh place. We've got Simon Atkins with uh, FC Schwan Jalalapinos. Um, Don't know what that means. So Schwan Jalal was the Bournemouth goalkeeper, I think. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, so, you know, if you mispronounce jalapenos, I guess that's uh, kind of a pun. Um, yeah, he's got 54 points. Um, he captained Virgil van Dijk for some reason, but I guess that paid off because he scored. Yeah. So, um, And now we get into the, uh, the James Foster clones. Um, so we've got the... <laughs> the uh, in eighth place, we've got the sort of Hispanic slash Southern American uh, James Foster clone, James Fostieri, uh, with uh, James Essoy Barato. They got forty-eight points, so I believe the 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 hook with that team is, as I said, all the 
all the players are from either uh, Southern American countries or, or Spanish-speaking countries. Um, in ninth place, we've got Fosterbot1, which is uh, James Fosterino, 47 points. I'm not sure. I know that, uh, that, that James Fostieri is, uh, is Tom Reeves. I'm not sure who James Fosterino two? is. What? Um, so James Fosterino, is, they, Callum Wilson is their captain, so it's not a... Not, not a bad choice, but yeah, 47 points for them. Uh, tenth place, we've got Mantle with a plum. That's me. Oh, um, God. 44 points. I'm just looking up. Embarrassing. So yeah, you captained Aubameyang, same as me. Um, yeah, I think... That, that changes. I'm going to have to do a few changes. Well, I, th- I don't know. I think you, you just got unlucky with some of your choices. Mm. I think, you know, Mane, Mane is going to be starting more games as the season goes on. Um, uh, yeah, like I say, I don't... I don't know about backing Glenn Murray so much, um, but yeah. Um, and then we've got uh, James Fister with Fozzer's Bargain Buys. I think that's Martin, um, because the team names he originally wanted to pick, uh, he was asked to change by the fantasy football uh, Premier League people. Nothing to do with Bona League, but anything that's offensive. Um <laughs> He, uh, yeah, I think he, he went through a couple of team names that he was asked to change before settling on that. Um, number 12, we've got Ooh Bargains, um, and that's Gemaz Festor. Um, so that's another Foster clone, 31 points. Um, that's, uh, yeah, so they've, they're Captain Ryan Fraser. They're not necessarily, uh, yeah, not a powerhouse of points uh, for that. And then uh, currently bottom of the pile, we've got Darren, Darren Jones with the God Squad. Um, he's on 28 points, Ooh. so that's a slow start to the season for Darren. Good myself a stitch. Laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the current standings for Bona League. Like I said, if you want to join, hit us up. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a, an intense season with all those, uh, all those James Fosters. Um, yeah. Looks like it's Foster's year in one way or another. It'd be funny if one of them ended up winning. I did want to call my team <clears throat> uh, James Foster's Mantle with a plum, but it wouldn't. They don't give you enough characters. Yeah, you've only got like eleven characters or something, yeah. isn't it? Like it's 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 too short. Because I, I I can't remember what I wanted to. I wanted to have like a name like that as well, not a James Foster one, but I can't remember what. But it was like a, you know one of those things that's a full sentence, um, and it wouldn't let me do it. Um, so yeah, that's that's the uh, the current standings of Bona League. Probably check in. Checking on that throughout the season. Um, the uh, the other thing I just wanted to to touch on, just because it was something that came to me last night, as uh, one of those random thoughts that kind of buzzes around your head when you're trying to get to sleep, um, is stupid rumors about uh, <laughs> about bands or musical artists. Um, because I, yeah, for some reason, there's a couple that really stick in my mind from when I was a kid or a, or a teen about certain artists, and it's sort of I still to this day think of them and think like, that's why would anyone like even even like before the internet became sort of like a, you know you could look anything up at any time on your phone, why would you buy into that like even as like a you know even as like a gullible kid, um, so I I yeah Lauren have you got any any that well, uh, spring to mind for you. I do have one. I don't know more a rumor. It's more kind of like a weird conspiracy kind of thing. Okay. Where <clears throat> this is this idea that like all the sort of sixties culture, the um, you know all those people like Andy Warhol and whatnot, all the 
bands were all Woodstock sort of stuff. Yeah, all all that was created by the CIA. <laughs> okay, like to sort of uh, trick people into wanting global government. <laughs> so okay. we get everybody on the weeds and the pots and the acid and the LSD. Yeah. Yeah. And they will be much more easily able to manipulate their brains so that we can have <laughs> global government. So, like, there's all these, like, rumors that, like, Andy Warhol was really a Fed, Federal agent. That's amazing. Or people, like, there's, like, <laughs> it's a place called Laurel County. Laurel Canyon. That's Laurel Canyon. That's where, like, yeah. James Taylor and Neil yeah. Young and all it's that. It's where all, yeah. the, all the artists go. Yeah. And that's, like, the headquarters, apparently. <laughs> like, all the, like, because... One of the members of the birds, their dad was like in the army or yeah. something like that. Therefore, so he's basically a there's, your, there's your connection there that like, well, they were the children of like military people and <laughs> government people. So and the they whole, gave their kids up to start yeah. this band. So the whole 60s cultural revolution was basically a, a psyop. We really are telling the the Jeffrey Epstein thing and using the term psyop. We really are turning into fucking info wars. Yeah, I think hopefully these aren't like words that get picked up by an algorithm. And yeah, we're not going to be tagged in a bunch of. Uh, we don't believe any of this is true. Yeah, parody, I, parody, I, parody, yeah. parody, parody, parody. Um, <laughs> I think that was just one that I remember. Like, God, like that would be kind of funny if it was, but it's probably not true. I mean, yeah, the second you realize that, like the CIA, like you know, the number of like. Of those artists that were investigated by the CIA, like you think about like the CIA, like was it CIA or the FBI that like yeah. tried to like de- decipher the lyrics to Louie Louie by the Kingsman? Yeah. Because they were worried it might be obscene and just, you know, stuff like that. It's like, yeah, the CIA is maybe not as, not as smart as people think. And they're like, they somehow tie it into um, Charles Manson as well. Charles Manson was like really the guy writing all the songs. He was like this yeah. big influential guy who was like, I don't know, but... Instead of just some fucking loser. Because yeah. <laughs> like he hung out with Dennis Wilson or something. Like yeah. That. Yeah, From he was Beach like, Boys. I think the Beach Boys recorded a song that him and Dennis Wilson wrote together, I think. Um, like, Charles Manson had recorded a version of it, and then I think, like, Dennis Wilson punched it up, because, you know, Dennis Wilson's good. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think the Beach Boys ended up recording it, and... Uh, yeah, I, th- I remember reading somewhere that I think Charles Manson, I don't know if this, again, I don't know if this is like an urban legend or a rumor, but I think Charles Manson auditioned to join the Monkees in mm. the early 60s when they, were, when they were first putting that group together. Because um, it was, the Monkees were a TV show before they were like a proper yeah. band, weren't they? So I think he auditioned, he, basically, he was one of those guys that like really wanted to just like get famous. Yeah. Um, he's just, yeah, this creepy fucking loser. Because that's that. Uh, um, but Quentin Tarantino's made yeah. a film about him. So he's basically so he's, so he's where cool he's, he's rewritten history, basically, where um, what's her name doesn't get murdered. Sharon Tate. Yeah, Sharon Tate. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know about that. I know we did the same thing with Inglorious Bastards, didn't yeah. we? That, like all the Nazis uh, exploded inside of yeah. it. Basically, he stole the ending of Gremlins. Did I just it's, ruin it's, the film for uh, people? I don't oh, know. maybe. <laughs> it's not even out here yet, is it? I think no. it comes out like later this but, week. Yeah, we all know. What you see, one Tarantino film, you've seen them all. Yeah, so that's the thing. It's like I'm sure I will end up seeing it and enjoying it, but like, I I, I can't think of a, another like artist who I enjoy their work yet would not want to spend a single yeah. second in their company. Like he just seems like such an awful man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
but yeah, he did the same thing in Inglorious Bastards. Like he just he stole the ending of fucking Gremlins, where they blow up the bad guys inside a cinema. Yeah. Um, except it's all the nut. It's you know it's mm-hmm. Hitler and Goebbels and everyone else. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I hadn't heard that before. That that all of that just, all of counterculture yeah. in the '60s is a CIA psyop. Um, I remember one the one of the ones I think just as I was it must have been just as I was leaving primary school because it was as Slipknot were getting popular like the, it was like sort of that first wave of you knew like you know if you saw a kid wearing a Slipknot hoodie it was like oh fuck like you know they were they were edgy because they would wear like clothes with like yeah. a Slipknot logo on in public. Um, I remember oh sorry just a sidetrack I remember starting high school and like seeing like. The, some of the goth kids go from gradually over the years go from wearing like Slipknot hoodies to wearing like Adidas tracksuits. Yeah, that like was a big the, the thing. transition from one thing to the other. Yeah, yeah, kids that were sort of like really into skate culture. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, just sort of came out of that. Like, I think it's I don't know if they like if they discover weed or something, or if Probably. they move from weed to something harder, and then they yeah, like they just sort of start wearing like polo shirts and like yeah yeah drinking their hard and, and stuff and, and, yeah yeah um yeah drinking bottles of fucking frosty jack or whatever um but yeah i remember like yeah like it, when slipknot were kind of first getting popular i was about i must have been about 10 or 11 um there was a there was like this thing going around my prime my my very small very catholic primary school um because again no one you know no one really knew anything about Slipknot, but apart from like, you know, oh, they're a heavy metal band, and like they they are not just they're heavy metal, they are the devil. Like they are they 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 don't just worship Satan. Like they are they are the devil. Um, and there was this rumor going around that like if you go to a Slipknot concert and it's your first time, um, they the audience will hand a puppy to you. And if you don't kill the puppy, you get thrown out of the concert. Like you, you get ejected by security, I guess, yeah. or the band. The band just point at you, like like Axl Rose when that guy tried to take his picture, and he's just like, "Get that guy!" <laughs> they just stop the concert and wait for you to leave. Um, if you don't kill, if you don't kill the puppy, it's probably not rumor, but apparently Corey Taylor would like defecate into a jar or something and chuck it into the crowd. I think I can imagine I, him doing that. I think I think you're actually conflating two separate stories there, Lawrence. Um there is I think yeah there is one story is that I think I don't know if it was Corey Taylor, it might have been one of the other. He either vomited guys. or defecated anyway, but he yeah, apparently one of I think at Reading one year one of them crapped in a towel and apparently threw it into yeah. the into the crowd. Corey Taylor did used to uh I think he no, it wasn't. It wasn't. I think it uh, was it the the clown, the the guy that did yeah. the percussion. I think he's he had a now, he yeah. kept a dead uh, he kept a dead crow in a jar, oh, like yeah. in formaldehyde, and he would uh, sniff it during <laughs> shows to make himself vomit on the audience. Um, so that's that's cool. This that's, is what we did before good. the internet. This is Go yeah. to terrible heavy metal concerts and yeah. get spat on and vomited it's, on and yeah. shit thrown at you. And it's and it's cool. So and it's have good. we have we have we made it this far as a species? I don't know. I, just, I, don't, I, I don't know. Kids these days, um, um, or those days, I guess. I I always heard someone said like, oh, at Limbiscuit concerts, they like if you're in the mosh pit, someone will stab you with a needle, <laughs> and then you get HIV. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, I'm sh- that must be a very common one. That's probably like 
that's one of the ones that's sort of gone through a few generations. Because we were, just before we started recording, we were talking about like versions of these things that change from generation to generation, but the you know the actual kind of story of the rumor stays the same. Yeah. So like classic example is like you know Rod Stewart had to have his stomach pumped because he had like. <laughs> He had like six ounces of cum in his stomach or something. Like he had like six That's ounces a of semen bad name. from like, six, six ounces, ounces of cum. Yeah, um, yeah, like, yeah. He had to like get his stomach pumped because he was like blowing so many guys, um, and he ended up with like yeah, like six ounces of semen in his stomach. I thought, um, I thought he liked the women. And that's I'm confused. Well, exactly. Yeah, and it's but then like I think that was that was sort of the rumor in like the late seventies, early eighties, and then into the 80s I think that story then changed to John Bon Jovi because I guess he looked so feminine um, there was also the guy like, from he looks um, like a chick uh, who did the Tainted Love oh Marilyn Manson there was oh the, either, the, the, the one, about the soft cell guy soft cell that was another yeah. one I think it might have been like either him or someone like that yeah he OD'd on on, uh, on Spunk yeah um, that's but apparently I, I remember hearing on a podcast a couple of years ago that apparently that that rumor was started by Rod Stewart's former manager, who was bitter about being fired because he had a raging like coke habit, and he was like basically skimming more off the top than he should have done of Rod Stewart's money. Was, was I'm he, sure Rod Stewart was fucking you know doing yards of blow at that point as well, but I guess he didn't want to share or whatever. But yeah, he was like taking money from Rod Stewart to fund his coke habit, um, and uh, yeah, and then Rod Stewart found out, fired him. And this guy just started this rumor that, like, you know, I used to, I used to represent Rod Stewart, and not many people know he had to go to, <laughs> he had to go to hospital because he had six ounces of cum in his stomach, um, and that just stayed in, like, pop, that captured people's imagination so much that it stayed in popular consciousness <laughs> for decades. Same with um, talking about Marilyn Manson, that you know, he had ribs removed yeah, so he could suck say. his own dick. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like anyone, like you know, anyone like that has any kind of medical knowledge. What so it just the most basic thing would tell you that like if he did that, wouldn't he be able to like stand up? Like where do his organs go? Would his organs just like fall out of his ass? Like what? Like um, like how would he breathe? Like it's just like there's just so much wrong with it. But yeah, that was that was but that again, that's a that's like a that's like a second generation version of a, a story that people used to tell about Prince. It used to be Prince mm. uh, that had ribs removed allegedly so he could suck himself off. I buy it more for Prince than, than Manson. Um, Manson metaphorically likes to suck his own dick, but I don't, I don't see him actually doing it, but I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Prince seemed pretty limber. I don't think he would have needed the ribs removed to, to self-suck. I think he probably could have got there on his own. Is it true that um, Ozzy Osbourne actually bit the head off a bat, or is that not true? I think that I think that is true. Yeah, because it was during his, you know, the height of his fucking, then, you know, insanity. There was someone like Keith Moon driving a, a car into a pool or something like that. All the stuff about Keith Moon. There's so much stuff yeah. about him, like him and allegedly him and Viv Stanchel from the Bonzo Dog Band. Do you remember them? Yeah, Urban Spaceman. Urban, Urban Spaceman. They would go into like pubs and pretend to be like gay guys. That's funny. That's that's good. Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. That's good. That's, like they would try to like wind people up. Oh, we're gay. Ha ha ha. Isn't that <laughs> <laughs> that great tradition of uh, British humour where it's like just really funny to like use, be use. a man but also like wear a dress or something? Yeah. And it's like oh, I don't know if that's you, true, but you yeah. thought I was a man, but actually I'm a woman. But actually yeah. I'm a man. Ha ha ha. 
Monty Python. Um, oh yeah, that's uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that <laughs> yeah, that sort of thing. I think yeah, I think Keith Moon did drive the car into the swimming pool. Um, I but I yeah, again, it's sort of like you know, back in like the 60s and 70s, there's all this stuff that's sort of rumour and legend. Mm. The other uh, stupid rumour that I heard when I was, this is sort of later on when I was about 15 or 16, um, when Green Day were, were like touring American Idiot, like when they were kind of at the height of that and they did two like massive outdoor shows in the UK at uh, Milton Keynes Bowl, which I think they ended up releasing as like a live album and like a concert film. Um yeah these shows were huge I think they were they were like the biggest like headline shows Green Day had done up to that point it was like 60,000 people or something um so it was like a you know big thing and loads of like kids in my school went to you know one of the shows at least um but a bunch of them for some reason were convinced and I don't know where this comes from that those shows they were doing at Milton Keynes were like the last ever Green Day shows because Billy Joe Armstrong uh, was dying of terminal throat cancer <laughs> in 2005. <laughs> um, and it was like, I, you know, at that point, I, you know, I, I, at that point I was 15 years old. I had a, I had a subscription to Kerrang! magazine. You know, I was, I was up on all the news of, of, all, of all that kind of thing. And I was like, I, I, I was, I was like the only one that was like, guys, I don't know. I think I, I probably would have heard about this. I don't know. Like I'm, I consider myself a pretty big Green Day fan and I haven't heard anything about this. Also, like, the the American Idiot tour that they're currently doing doesn't finish until, like, <laughs> early next year. Like, these aren't, these aren't the only shows they're doing. Mm. Um, but, no, there was, like, loads of, like, you know, there was this whole, this whole sort of competitive thing came out. Where it was like, did you go to the Saturday show or did you go to the Sunday show? Because the Sunday one's the last one ever. If you went to the Sunday one, that's, that's the last one because Billy Joe's going to, he's going to, like die within he's a few gonna months. He's going to collapse on he's stage. Gonna, yeah, at the end of the show, he's going to fucking. He comes they, out with a, like a little, I don't know, like little hat on. Little cap. He's in a wheelchair. Yeah, like. and they're going to like the the all the screens are just going to show like his heart monitor. It's going to go <laughs> boop boop boop. It's going to flatline, and then uh, and then they'll play long view. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that is something that's stuck with me, and it's kind of like. You know, I I I wonder. I sort of think about the kids that would tell me that stuff every now and then. I'm just like, what What do they do now? Like, what are they up to? Like, they they really bought into that then. Like, what What do they do now? I remember one. It wasn't about music, but it was about um, Keenan and Kel. Yes, the one where, or one of them died, and one of them's in a in a you know, either in a wheelchair or something like that. Or yeah, because I was I was reading up about uh, about that a few years ago, and it's like. That that rumor is very specific to the UK. Apparently, that's that really like spread around schools in the UK specifically, uh, like wildfire, and it's just like everyone just kind of got on board with it. Like yeah, like either either, and there's different versions of it as well. It's like you said, it's either Kel's dead or Keenan's dead, or they but they both they were in the same car and yeah. they both died, um, or like yeah, like one of them's one of them's in a wheelchair now and the other one's dead, um, and it was like. Yeah, because like, obviously we don't get Saturday Night Live in the UK. It's not broadcast anywhere. So it's just like, you know, like, like even well into like the early 2000s when Keenan Thompson joined the cast of SNL, people were still saying like, oh yeah, like they're both dead. 
And, it, you know, I'd be like, no, like one of them's like, <laughs> like Keenan's on like Saturday night, you know, like, you know, at the program with like Will Ferrell and all that, like he's on that now. It's just, yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, he, he was seen at <clears throat> Portsmouth over the weekend, apparently Will Ferrell. Oh yeah, he was, yeah. I think he went to the, uh, he, he was invited by one of the chairman or something mm-hmm. at Portsmouth Football Club. Because I think there were there was like when him and uh, John C. Riley were filming that stupid uh, Holmes and Watson film, um, they must have been filming it like around like West Ham or something. Because there's there's loads of like clips of them at like West Ham matches um, from like a couple of years ago. But uh, yeah, I guess he's uh, mm. he likes he likes soccer. I guess yeah, they go to Chelsea and I bet I think they've been numerous times to Chelsea games. But anyway. I remember Sylvester Stallone at um, Everton. Everton, yeah. I don't know what that was about. I think they were. I think they were filming uh, one of the Rocky, maybe mm. Rocky Balboa or something. Um, yeah, it was he like they were they were using like the stadium to film something. And there's a clip of him like taking a sip of a cup of coffee and it's very obvious yeah. that the coffee is way too yeah. scaldingly hot. Um, <laughs> Spits it back up. And so he, well, no, he, he just, because well, he he's, he's a tough guy, so he just yeah. gulps it down. Mm. He just, you know, he just sort of swishes it around his mouth and gulps it down because he has to, you know, he's like, no, no coffee's going to get the fucking best of me. I'm still yeah. rocky. Um, yeah, he's not going to get was, beaten by a cup of coffee. Dare I say there was, I think Michael Jackson was at a Fulham game once. Well, the, yeah, because... Um, and they built a statue name? for him. The fuck, yeah, the, the, the crazy Mohammed dude. Al-Fayed. That was it, Al-Fayed. It just, yeah, because it was his son that died in the car with Princess Diana, wasn't it? Mm. And it, he basically went insane from grief uh, and built a statue of Michael Jackson um, outside Craven Cottage. Which had nothing to do with anything. He doesn't still own Fulham, does he? No, but I think he still owns Harrods because the the Michael Jackson statue. I, I don't know if it's still there actually, in light of uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> recent um, not revelations because it seems like everyone knew them, but you know, people just paying more attention. I think the Michael Jackson statue is now in Harrods, or it was the, the last time I was there. Um, there is also a giant Muhammad Al Fayed statue in in like the lobby of Harrods as well. Um, yeah, like I said, that yeah, just a just big, big crazy, crazy millionaire. Um, yeah, that that sort of stuff. All those like rumors and stuff always remind me of like when I was playing Pokemon as a kid, and like there was always like a couple of kids that would insist you could get Mew if uh, you went under the truck. And it's like there was never a truck, yeah. but they would always just be like, "No, you get jump. You you have to get jump." And you can jump on top of the truck, or you, no, you jump over the truck and then you push it using strength or something, and then muse under it, and it, mm. it's just this big convoluted yeah, I thing. Basi- I had to basically use um these codes. You used to have like little code things you could put in your Game Boy. I had one of those, and yeah, you, like yeah. game game shark, game exploder, yeah. whatever it was. Something like that. And you, that's the only way you, I, yeah, I know that you could get those. Uh, Mew and Mew Two was using the codes. The only way you could, yeah, the only way you could get Mew was, I think, yeah, either either one of those like code things where you plug. My one was like a big yellow like thing you plug in the back of the Game Boy where the cartridge would go, mm. and then you plug the game cartridge yeah. in the back of the big yeah, yellow. That's thing. what I do, yeah. Um, and then you could get whatever you wanted. Um, or I think you, if you went to Japan, there were certain like 
conventions and stuff in Japan where if you took your game cartridge they would like upload Mew onto it. Yeah. That was the only way of doing it. But yeah, man, did everyone uh did everyone really hold out hope that you could somehow find this truck and jump over it and get Mew. Um yeah, man. Uh we're gonna take a quick break. So as I was going to make mention in the Men in Black 3, where Andy Warhol is a member of the Men in Black, I thought whether or not they were sort of making a sort of slight reference to it. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. With, yeah, maybe. Or that was just cool. Maybe know, yeah. I didn't say Men in Black 3 was that bad. Was that right? And we're back. I just didn't think. Sorry. Lawrence thinks that Men in Black Three is not that bad. Uh, I've not seen it. This that was the the one where they go back in time. Yeah, where Smith goes back in time. Yeah, uh, I remember seeing the trailer and I was like, not really. It's okay. That bothered it's about not it as good until as the first one, obviously, but um, well, I was, it's I was better like, than the second one. But... Yeah, I was like not that bothered about it until it got to like the end and you see like Josh Brolin doing like the Tommy Lee Jones impression. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I still never saw it. But it's, it's okay. It's all right. Sunday evening, yeah. something to watch while you're having a nice Domino's or a curry or a... Yeah, take away of your choice. Take away of your choice. Um, yeah, I, that first... I, it's been a few years since I watched that first one, but I, th- I remember it holding up still. There's a lot of like, funny stuff in that yeah. first one. Um, that was like my favourite film back in when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah, I went through a huge Men in Black phase um, when I was a kid. Yeah, definitely. Um, I had the Game Boy Color game. Which uh, fucking ruled. Like you, you play like Will Smith. It, the Game Boy Color game was based on the uh, TV series, like the yeah. cartoon series. <clears throat> um, so yeah, you play like Will Smith's character in that. And you should see the um, PC game they made. I I had that. I used to, I used to, I used to like playing that game, but it mm. got really bad reviews. But mm. it was kind of a clunky mess of a game, but it was still quite quite enjoyable to an extent. Is it like was that based on the films or the cartoon um, series? It's it's sort of um, not really based on the. It sort of starts like in the film ah. where he's chasing after something, but it's not the same one. It's a different one, right? And then you go on different missions to the Arctic and then to the Amazon and places. Okay. See, it's, it's it goes off on its own yeah. stories, and you can select either players J, K, or um, when you complete it, you can get uh, the uh, what's her name, Linda. Uh, Fiorentina Fiorentina yeah um, you could you could play as her yeah anyway it was, it was, right, a, it was you know, striking a, a blow for equality game. there you know unlockable and, female character yeah mm. in the Game Boy game uh, it was just sort of like a side scroller kind of thing and you get like different types of guns I think you start out with sort of like the, like the kind of standard kind of like those big silver guns they have and then like at some point in the level you get the uh the tiny gun that shoots the like the hmm. massive the noisy cricket the yeah. noisy cricket yeah um but you only had like three shots with that one and hmm. it would like it would like blast you backwards because it was so hmm. powerful so you had to like be careful about how you used it um like you'd walk in on the second level you go to um somewhere in south america and you just walk into this bar and the guy just turns around saying beat it we're closed and then he turns around again saying what did i just say and then you have to fight him. <laughs> it's like he's, he's not just, even an alien. Yeah, like, no, he's, he's just... not even an alien. <laughs> cool. 
cool. Uh, just uh, starting a fight with a small business owner. That, that rules. That rocks. <laughs> um, speaking of Men in Black, I, did, you, did you see Men in Black International? No. The latest one? No. no. I was not that bothered. Again, no. I, I don't think I ever saw Men in Black 2, actually. I think I'm... That, that one's really that I've got bad. a perfect record on not seeing any of the Men in Black sequels. Um, just, yeah, loved the first movie, watched the, like, the animated series as a kid, had the Game Boy game, and I've just not been... <laughs> Not Sec- been bothered to watch any of the uh, other stuff. Second one sucks. The third one's all right. Is the second one is is the Michael Jackson in that one? I think he might be. Mm. He might be. Good stuff. But that one is just like endless like KFC logos and Pepsi logos everywhere. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah, that's uh, man, that's rough. Although it's the thing about like looking back, like Back to the Future has like a shit ton of like product placement in it. Mm. But I guess that's kind of the point because it like they're all like contemporary brands for the time and they don't exist when he goes back but still it is like for for a film of that era it is kind of a little bit uh jarring to see quite so many like logos and like big corporations and stuff um but yeah um so yeah no no man in blank international um along those same lines any big file updates not since the last since last, last episode week. not really update the uh, you know the uh, there was just remixed Patterson footage remastered yeah I don't know if anyone's had a chance to see it but um no one's said anything to me mm. but um yeah that was just the one thing I've I've seen you should do a video where you do like a commentary for it you do like a director's commentary for it yeah but like a, you know because it's how long it must be like it's a really short clip isn't it's it only, it's only <clears throat> it's only well the whole film is only like a minute long yeah but yeah we could do that easily yeah do like do like a director's commentary for the uh <laughs> for the uh, yeah, this this updated pass like like it's an anniversary re-release or something. It's, and they've only just taken like just the middle chunk, which mm. is the and the good just bit. The, the state and just stabilize that the meaty bit. And they've you know they take the background. I don't know you know Photoshop tricks. They take the background and mm. and they keep you know it's it's all right, whatever. Did you? I I retweeted it earlier today. There's that uh, video someone's made using like deep fake technology. Mm. Where Bill Hader's being interviewed by David Letterman, and uh, in while he's talking, he does impressions of Tom Cruise and Seth Rogen. While he's doing like the impressions of those guys, his face changes into Tom Cruise and Seth Rogen, but he's still like Bill Hader. Like it, it's really fucking weird. It's yeah. I haven't been on Twitter today. I need to log on. I haven't got my phone with me. It's you know, it's always a good day when you're offline. It's yeah. Being being too online is uh, yeah, it's a curse. But it's it's the poster's curse. So I think when it's the start of the week, I just have nothing. I don't know what to say. I just uh, mm. it's only when it's sort of Friday comes around. I sort of might, <laughs> Friday might is find Monday. might finally get something to tweet that might yeah yeah. I'm- I was thinking about <clears throat> tweeting uh like a like a porn parody of uh you know the feral hogs thing, but it'd be thirty to fifty feral pogs. Uh, like P A W G. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I don't know. I think the moment's kind of passed on that. So that's just. I think we just need to keep running it into the ground, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A triple X parody 30 to 50 feral pogs. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, should we do some cultural appropriation? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
So what do you got for us this week? We were talking before we started recording. There is a new Bonnie Iver album, but you're not recommending it. Uh, Hot take. Per- me personally, uh, not really, because I thought it was just like um, part two of his last album, 22 mm. a minute. It just kind of felt like, like a much more refined version of that album. Mm. Sort of, I don't know. It sounds pretty, if you're, it's, it's, it's basically everything. It's very Bonnie Vare. Yeah. You know, lots of sort of weird, glitchy sounds with falsetto. So he's not going to win anyone new with it. No. It sounds like he's. It just sounds like he's kind of coasting. Mm. But that's my view. I could be, um, I could be totally in the wrong on this, but I, I just, I listened to it. I was just like, I had to listen to it like several times. Yeah. To sort of really sort of get any sort of impression out. I was just like, mm, it's. Nothing really has changed since the last record. It's sort of more mm. the same. Yeah. Yeah. He's but anyway. Clearly found found the thing he likes doing. Yeah. yeah. And um, what would I recommend, though, this week? Um, well, I've been really getting into a um, band, one of those 70s uh, soft rock bands, uh, Bread. Mm. <laughs> I've been really getting into them. But Starchy. No sort of specific record, just... Going on YouTube and just the the playlist yeah. <laughs> and just listening to all of it. So I would recommend there is, you've probably heard at least one or two of their songs in an advert. Yeah, but you know they, they do some good songs. Do some good songs. I really rec- I really like that that group. They uh, is it is their their best of is called the Sound of Bread, isn't it? I think so. That's, Something like that. That's yeah. that's fun. That's nice. It's just some good wholesome fun there. Um, but yeah, like you said, that sort of soft rock thing. Post like Guardians of the Galaxy, every advert now has to have sort of like an ironic kind of seventies or eighties mm. kind of uh, you know uh, adult contemporary <laughs> song in it, or something. Usually, like an inanimate object dances around. Yeah. Usually, um, or some you know something wacky happens on the screen, and it's like oh, this, this random old song's playing, and that's that's, that's, like, that's crazy. It's like that Suicide Squad trailer where they had Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, as performed by, um, I think in the film it's performed by Panic at the Disco, oh, which is just God. layers upon layers of. Uh, <laughs> I was probably yeah. going to say Jared Leto or something, but I mean, I'm sure he's had a crack at it, isn't he? I'm yeah. sure they'd have physically restrain him, probably to stop him. But oh, we could have talked about all those rumors, but they were fake. But um, all the things that Jared Leto allegedly did in his Joker character. Oh, I think it, I don't yeah, know. I think I've talked about this before, but yeah, the fact that it. it it changed from like being all like like kind of dark and edgy mm. to being like kind of comedy stuff. Yeah. When they had to reshoot a bunch of the film because they realized that it was just a joyless fucking black hole <laughs> and just clearly a, you know like a shitty money grab. Um yeah. Yeah, man, I I I don't I don't think you can pay me to watch that film, no. man. I it it's just everything about it and yeah, especially the soundtrack. Like, it's just, like, there's that song that Rick Ross, I think it was Rick Ross and Skrillex did for it. And it's like, I like Rick Ross, but like, ugh. It's like, they got, because Jared Leto is in the video as the Joker. And it's, uh, yeah. Like, advert trends, you're talking about advert, like, every, in the early part of this decade, like, every sort of advert had to have, like, Skrillex kind of sounding yeah. dubstep stuff. and Yeah, because people, uh, People need to, or something I noticed because I I think 
I was in like a maybe like a doctor's waiting room or some kind of like some sort of situation where there was a TV on and uh, you know I had no control over it and it was like I think the TV was on it was on E4 mm. and like there was an advert on for like another program that was on E4 and the music in the background of the advert was Hollaback Girl by Gwen Stefani mm. and I was like oh yeah I remember when like. I used to watch E4 and every single advert for everything on E4. Did they just sign some sort of contract with like Gwen Stefani's record label where they can only use Hollow Batgirl in their yeah. like interstitial ads? And why are they still doing it 15 years later? Because that's like... Because all the people man. who probably still watch E4 are like our, our age. Yeah. <laughs> like when she was really big with that song. Was- oh, do, talk about like, you know, that era. I was... In, I, I had to get up really early today to go to the doctors and so on the way back I stopped in a, a cafe to get some breakfast and um, whoever was in charge of the music there clearly <clears throat> clearly had very fond memories of 2004 because it was there is some real like that exact kind of and like maybe slightly further on than 2004 because it was a lot of that kind of Skrillex uh, not so much more like, more like Pendulum yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and Man, people love Pendulum, and uh, I, I do not get it. it yeah. I, it's just... It's metal and drum and bass. It's, it's, oh, it's two great tastes that taste yeah. great together. It's, I don't want those two things. Like, metal didn't work when we did it with rap, so why would it work with drum and bass? Like, uh, yeah. And it's um, like, it especially doesn't work with drum and bass because it, it, it's like, metal fundamentally is such a kind of like percussive thing if you remove that element of like you know like a, a a drummer that's just like hitting as fucking hard as he can with that same beat that for every single song like there's just nothing memorable about any of it like it's just it's just all the same crap it's yeah I had um my dad had the radio on and there was some metal song because we were, we were coming home from um, from Cornwall and he had put on the radio and uh, it was a metal song and I was like. I bet I can name this band. I don't even. I'd never heard the song before, and I, I was like, I bet it's um, Royal Blood, and I was right. <laughs> I, I was like, how did I know? Because <laughs> all of their songs sound the same. <laughs> like it's. I just don't. I just. I like you know, I like one of their songs, and it's like I tried to listen to their album, and it was just sort of like, oh wow, it really is just it. It's just this. It's the, the, this for the whole album. Mm. Um, and it, yeah, man, that gets old quick. Um, yeah, God bless him. But yeah, it's weird that like metal is kind of like a, a genre of music where um, they, I don't know, in some ways they're not, they're not great innovators because a lot of the like really popular bands are the same bands that were really popular like 15 years ago. Like you look at like the bands that headline like Download every year. Oh yeah, and it's not necessarily a knock on download because it does. You know, there's always. I look at the download lineup every year, and there's always like at least one day where I'm like, I could probably go like go for one day at down and have a really good time. You know, if the weather's nice, and I, you know, I could pick like you know, maybe ten bands on that are on that day across the various stage, and I probably have a really great day. Um, but it is like it's the same every year. Like it's always some variation of like. Whatever version of Ozzy Osbourne, whether you know it's all the Ozzy Osbourne, it might be with Black Sabbath, or it might just be Ozzy, or whatever, or you know it's it's some variation of that. Usually, like a um, 
either a Slipknot or a Rammstein. Mm. It's also, and then there'd be like, it's like nostalgia trip for like people now. That's the thing. But is it? Yeah, but those... it's like those are like the the same. Or yeah. Avenged Sevenfold or another one. Yeah. It's like you know, all of their shit sounds like, exactly the same, and it's awful. But like, it, yeah, all these bands are all like sort of Gen X or Boomer generation. It's yeah, like. Although, but no, like what I'm saying is like the, the kind of like early 2000s yeah. metal back. Like again, when I was yeah. when I was a you know a teenager, like pouring through the pages of Kerrang magazine trying to find any hint whatsoever that Billy Joe Armstrong is dying of throat cancer. You know, these were all like new bands then that were like breaking through and f- getting popular. And you know, like Bullet for My Valentine and Trivium oh, and uh, <laughs> and um, it, was a, it was a band called Avenged Dragon Force. Dragon Force were they fun. Were like, yeah, they were just a fun, yeah. just really just, let's just go whole hog solos. Yeah, because they, they, they embrace like the fucking ludicrousness. Like, these people, some of these bands take themselves way too seriously. Yeah, like it's, I like, yeah, I quite, I don't mind Dragon Force for that. I mean, fucking like Dream Theater and Porcupine oh, Tree yeah. and all that shit can fuck right off. Like just the, the joyless fucking noodling and like just yeah. whittle, pointless whittling. Um, uh, if, I think you know, it for, was in for sixteen minutes. Like it's. Just, ugh, I think ugh. it was in the guitar shop, in where where we are. And mm. I think I can't remember exactly. I th- I think they used to have like a poster of Joe Satriani with it autographed. <laughs> I think <laughs> I might be wrong. Oh, that sucks. That sucks so bad. I remember when I, yeah when I, I I've tweeted about this before, but when I was uh, when I was a kid, when I was first learning to play bass, I remember going to get. I was like oh, 12 or 13. I was going to get a uh, a practice amp for my bass, like the first like first bass of bass amp that was going to be like mine of my I think at that point I'd borrowed other people's, but it was like my first like practice amp for my mm, bass. Yeah. And it was like it was a guitar shop that hadn't been it was near to where I lived. It hadn't been open for very long. And it looked kind of makeshift in there. Like clearly it was like Clearly, it wasn't part of a chain. It was like I think it was just like two guys that mm-hmm. like wanted to open like a guitar shop, and they just kind of like did it themselves. Um, but I always remember like they had they had like their ultimate like super group on like posted on the wall. They had a bit of paper with like the lineup for who would be in their like ultimate like super band if they could pick like anyone to be in it, and it was like. I'm gonna try and guess. Like, um, I don't. I, I honestly don't think you will. But I. I so the only the only James ones. Hep- no, not James. The James. only ones. <laughs> the only ones I can remember because they really stick out are the bass player and the lead singer. Um, and I'll give you. I'll give you three guesses of each if you can. I was gonna say like James Hetfield, but never mind. Um, not yeah. So singer, no, not Hetfield. Uh, oh, I don't know. So, What's his, I can't remember people's names now. Hmm. Don't Anthony Kiedis. No. <laughs> Uh, uh, who? What was the guy from um, the band Jane's Addiction? Oh, Perry Farrell. Yeah. No, no. no, So that's so that uh, bass players. If you can take guess on the bass player, Um, three guesses. Oh God! Oh, we're gonna be here all day. Um, John Paul Jones. (laughs) No. (laughs) When I tell you who it is, that um, the bass player from Limp Bizkit. I can't remember his name. No, but the he had the fret that used to light up. That's uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't know. Don't know any bass players. Not Victor Wooten. <laughs> no, no. So the lead singer. I remember again. I was like thirteen years old, like just getting into music. 
you know, like just like figuring out what my taste in music was. And even as like a 13 year old kid, I was still like, this fucking sucks, dude. Like even as like a 13 year old, I was like, man, you guys are like grown ass adults. And this is like who you've picked to be in your like super band. And it fucking sucks. Um, the lead singer was, is it Chris Cabrera? The guy from Dashboard Confessional? Oh, I had no idea his name. They had him as their lead singer. I think I can picture him, yeah, but... Out of everyone in the world, they, they wanted him. He was the best singer they could think of. And the bass player, again, out of everybody... You know, you mentioned John Paul Jones. You know, they, they had Fieldy from Korn oh, as God. the best... <laughs> the best bass player of all time. Um, yeah, and I was, like I said, even as, a, even as like a kid, I was just like, oh, this fucking sucks so bad. I never got into corn. I got into a lot of really bad bands, but I've never really had any interest in corn. I kind of skirted around corn. I don't think I ever owned a full corn album. Yeah. Um, I liked a couple of their songs, but it, yeah, it gets old real fast. And yeah. Especially like when you realize like the lead singer is like Jonathan Davis is like just a big piece of shit. Like he's like... He's like one of those big like Illuminati guys. I think he's he's probably been on um fucking InfoWars or or whatever. Like he's yeah. Um and it, yeah, and he's got that stupid mic stand with the tits. Yeah. Hmm. Um yeah, yeah, that guy's just a yeah. Ugh. But um yeah. Anyway, things that we do like um and wanna <laughs> wanna uh, recommend. Um, Is that it? So Just you're the, recommending bread. The guy from Dashboard Professional and bass player from Corn. Those are the only ones I can remember. Uh, okay. I wish, I wish I could see that list again. Now, I'm so because again, this would be 2003. Hmm. I really want to see what those guys in 2003 thought that you know the lineup of the best ever band would be. Um, but yeah, um, I I will recommend, um. The Silver Jews album, American Water, because um, it's a great album, and David Berman, uh, the you know the, the singer and songwriter behind the band, passed away <clears throat> um, this week. Just gone. Uh, it was very very sad. He, he very read up on him. He had a very very sad but very interesting life, um, and uh, yeah, wrote some fucking brilliant tunes. Fantastic voice on that guy. Just a brilliant drawl, um, and he had. You know, just some amazing lyrics to go with it, and it's uh, it's a shame he's uh, he's gone dead at fifty two um, on the eve of going out on tour for the first time in something like ten years with his new band. Um, so that's yeah, very sad. But yeah, he leaves behind a pretty amazing body of work. All of his work with like you know the like the Pavement guys um, playing a lot of his records and stuff, and it's yeah, really really fantastic songs on there. So check that out. American Water by uh, Silver Juice is my recommendation this week i just had one more um recommendation that i was gonna go uh recommend a long long time ago when we started but i want to recommend uh the father john misty mm. i really like him really good um, I, yeah yeah I, uh, I love you honey bear that's probably that's one of my favorite album. albums that's kind of the only one i can listen i because i i i Again, yeah, he's a great songwriter, and it's like it, I love the way those albums, well, that album particularly, is produced. But um, yeah, he seems like kind of a prick. Yeah, that's the one thing. Um, it's, Disclaimer: like, He's kind of an ass. Yeah, not even I'm not. I don't even mean like in interviews and stuff. Like even just like the like in his songs, the way he talks about himself. Um, he just he seems like 
he's, just kind of fancy himself like a Jim Morrison of the modern age. He do, he sings about how much he fucks a lot. Yeah, like he sings about how much sex like, he has. Like pretty much every did, song. He did a, a live show. I don't know whether he this was organised, but he did a live show slash interview for one of those uh, radio stations, and all everyone in the crowd was was just women. <laughs> Cool. There was hardly any men in the crowd. Cool. Like, hmm, is this organized? Yeah. To make him look like he's like God's gift? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's, yeah, he's, he's a handsome man, but um, yeah, he's, he does, like you say, he sort of has that kind of annoying Jim Morrison vibe, yeah. but yeah. I Love You Honey Bears is a great album. You should all give it a listen. It is, yeah, it is. It, it, you know, that's a cosign for me, even though I can't, similar to Quentin Tarantino, even though I can't stand the man, um, can't <laughs> deny the quality of the artwork. It's, uh, yeah. I thought the one he did after that was just a bit indulgent. The, um, I can't remember what it's called now. Pure comedy. Yeah, pure, uh, I thought that one was a bit pretentious. Yeah, but. he... He could maybe take a break for a year or two. Yeah. He seems to be touring all the time and he still puts out an album every year and the albums are always really long. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it, yeah, he could probably just take some time off. Um, maybe, you know, just, just, you know, maybe, I don't know, take up painting or something. Like, it's just something to, <laughs> something where he doesn't have to think about how much fucking he's doing. Um, or, at least tell people does, how much fucking he's doing. He he still does that whole kind of. Uh, I was brought up Christian, and now I'm really atheist. Um, crap. Those, I mean, that's those are the best guys, right? That's yeah. the best kind of guy that that there is. Um, yeah, people that are like, you know, I used to be stupid, and now I'm not just smart, but like incredibly smart. Um, yeah, man. I mean, yeah, I think we've we've kind of. Touched on that before, but yeah, you know, all of those, uh, your, uh, your, your standard Ricky Gervais types. Um, oh, in Bible school, I used to say, but sir, isn't the earth like four billion years old? And they would say, no, dinosaurs were put here by homosexuals to test us. Yeah. Uh, and I said, no, they're not. No, they're I not. saw Jurassic Park and all the kids stood up and clapped. And everyone, ca- and that and kid's name, Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein. And the teacher just exploded into dust. Atomic um, dust. Yeah. Yeah, a- atomic dust, because I like science. I f- you know, I fucking love I science. I love science. I love science. Oh, God, I'm fucking horny for science. Um, yeah, that's all those guys. That's what all those guys are like. Um, science, I like science as a friend. <clears throat> anyway, um, that's about it for this week then, I guess. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll check in with you again soon. Um, thanks for listening uh, find us on Twitter at Junior Funners uh, the email address I haven't really checked the email we might have like a stack of emails and I've just not checked yeah someone's like we've got weeks. a lucrative offer for you come yeah, to America <laughs> yeah come to Brazil XXX um, yeah yeah so we might have been offered like you know live shows I know I think the football ramble guys are on tour at the moment aren't they we might have been offered like a opening slot for yeah. them um, Charity boxing match because of our um, beef. Oh, for our beefs episode, yeah. yeah. But isn't, there's more of them. Isn't there three of them? Oh, yeah. We could do a, a, so, like a wrestling sort of tag fatal, fatal four-way or... Yeah. Um, we have to bring in Gary to even it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... Big Show comes down because I think he's available. 
Where's is he an Arsenal the fan? Big show. <laughs> it's a big show in Arsenal. I don't fan. know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I might. I'm going to check to see any wrestlers. I was going to say, Arsenal yeah, fans. that's we got to find out because I'm sure some of them because it is Arsenal are big in America, like it, it, more than any other Premier League club. It seems like. Um, I always thought it'd be like Man United or Chelsea. I think that's kind of the because in America it's like football's kind of a or soccer mm. is kind of like a it's kind of like a cool like counterculture thing. Hmm. So you don't want to go with the most obvious one that everyone's heard of because everyone knows about Man United because everyone, everyone knows about Beckham yeah. in America. So I think that's kind of like the Arsenal is like the one where it, to them in, you know, in America, it's like, that's the cool one that lets people know you actually know about football. Um, Cause you know, they, they play the best or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm interested to see if we if we you know get any uh, American listeners. Shout us out, uh, Yan- Yankee funners. Um, oh dear! Bye. <laughs>